This is The Space Shot, episode 199 for November 29th, 2017. Enos and Mercury Atlas 5. Hey everyone, welcome to The Space Shot, your daily space history, pop culture, and news fix. I'm John Mulmix. On November 29, 1961, the Mercury Atlas V lifted off from Cape Canaveral, the second and last qualification flight for orbital missions for Project Mercury. The next orbital flight carried John Glenn into space, making him the first American to orbit Earth. Instead of a human, this Mercury capsule carried a chimpanzee, Enos, as its lone passenger during the two-orbit spaceflight. In the book, This New Ocean, William Burroughs details the events leading up to the Mercury Atlas V mission, as well as the actual mission itself. Preparations began early in 1961, even as some within NASA questioned the need for another chimpanzee flight. It was decided that this flight was necessary in order to test all aspects of the Mercury program before a human could orbit Earth in the capsule. The capsule meant for this flight was initially designated for a suborbital ballistic flight with no occupant, but with the change in mission, it was modified to support the new objectives. These changes meant that the spacecraft, quote, differed considerably from that used on the September orbital flight, and this was another reason that Haney had said that the men in charge of Project Mercury wanted another qualifying round before a manned mission. Besides modifications already described, capsule number 9 had a landing bag installed and a large viewing window. Although the window had been used on Mercury Redstone 4 and had proved useful to astronaut Grissom, it had not been subjected to the much greater re-entry heat that the MA5 capsule would encounter. Aside from these new components, number 9 had about the same equipment as carried in MA4, tape recorders for gathering data and exercising the communications network, cameras, and radiation film packs. Of course, Enos, the chimpanzee eventually selected from the colony in training, would need no simulator to do his breathing or perspiring. He had his own metal plastic pressure couch, which was connected to the suit circuit of the environmental control system. That excerpt was from This New Ocean, and it's available online through NASA's history website for free if you're okay with reading a book on a computer screen. During the mission, there were problems with the capsule. A metal chip in a fuel line caused issues with the attitude control system on the spacecraft. There were also issues with environmental controls on the spacecraft, the temperature inside the cockpit getting well above normal. The excess fuel that was burned in order to keep the spacecraft in the correct attitude meant that flight director Chris Kraft decided to bring down the capsule in two orbits instead of three. In addition to detailing the mission, the chapter in This New Ocean also goes into detail about how this flight put the new Mercury Worldwide Tracking Network to the test. 18 different tracking stations from Cape Canaveral to ships at sea to Hawaii and even as far out as Zanzibar all participated in this mission. I also read excerpts from Read You Loud and Clear, and one of the intriguing things I found in that book was that a cable that provided telemetry and communications during this mission was accidentally cut by a tractor. The cable was owned by AT&T, who worked frantically to fix the problem. 
and thankfully the NASA communications were rerouted around the damaged cable and the command for retrofire was given just seconds before the opportunity passed. With Enos bobbing safely in the Atlantic, two U.S. Navy destroyers plus search aircraft started the recovery procedures. The Mercury 9 spacecraft and Enos both performed all of their tests, and this proved that the capsule was ready for human orbital flights. Since you're here, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast by leaving a review on iTunes. It takes just a minute to do that, and it makes a huge difference because it helps even more people find the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any of the daily episodes. As always, the show notes have more information on today's episode. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. Find me at John Molnix. I'm always up to chat. You can also connect with me on Facebook. Just search The Space Shot or click the link in the show notes. Tomorrow, STS-97 and 200 episodes. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.